What is going on? I want to welcome you from Half Court for today, August 3rd, year of our Lord, 2022. I am your host, Sean Murphy, alongside, as usual, per usual, my guy, Jeff. Hi, Freddy. Jeff, how's it going, brother? Happy oh, August to you. Oh, happy August to you guys as well, man. It, it's going by fast. Like, I, I was talking to Sean about this the other day. I feel like we were at the draft. We, we spent all this time covering the players, diving, doing deep dives on our YouTube channel, which you can still go check out. And then now it's August. Like, I, I'm excited for, for basketball to be back, man. I, I couldn't be even more thrilled. Yeah, man. It feels like just yesterday we were waiting for the summer league to get here. And then, like, yeah. now we're, like, almost a month past it. Like, you know, that's way behind us. And now we're, like, a month away from training camp already, which is absolutely surreal. But not only am I joined by Jeff Iafrady, but we are joined by the Marquette Dirk Nowitzki himself, but also the birthday boy, the birthday Troy, Troy Sergey. Troy, happy birthday to you, my friend. Yes, thank you, Sean. 24 years old, pretty crazy. Uh, man, same distance from my 18th birthday till today is the same distance from today until my 30th birthday. So that's uh, that's comforting to know. You uh, old but, uh, bastard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No <laughs> training, <laughs> training camp. Yeah, you're right. A month and a half away. I'm getting sick of uh, the little Jamal Crawford highlight video tournament and uh, the <laughs> basketball tournament going on. I'm ready for some NBA and heck, I'd rather take college basketball over this stuff. So hey, uh, hey, bring I on the say- season. I will say, all right, the basketball tournament, unwatchable. Like, 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 listen, like all these Euro That's, Euro League yeah, guys no. that are going out there trying to get this money, all respect in the world, unwatchable. But some of these pro ams that have been happening over the weekend have actually been pretty fun, Troy. Because I'm not sure if you saw, but like on so on Saturday, so Jamal Crawford's pro am league has been going on, and they got a lot of stars to show out just this weekend alone. They had on uh, on Saturday, they had Chet Holmgren and Paulo Banchero team up. Paulo went for 59, and Chet went for f- 34, 10, and 8. Hey, Jay McDaniels. <laughs> Jay McDaniels had another yeah, chest too. Stat line. I did see the Chet stat line, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and then the next day, they had DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, and John Collins all team up in the, in the Pro-Am League as well. So... Even though, like, obviously I'm with you in the sense of, like, I'm just ready for some real basketball, not only the fact that, like, these program games are happening, but also that they're streamable on League Pass has been a godsend because it means that, like, there's been something to watch. Granted, there's, like, guys that, like, played for, like, Illinois Tech back, like, back in, like, 2010 or something. You know, it's, like... It's there's amateurs, it's pro am, but I mean, listen, man, it's hoop it's is hoop. Just, yeah, it's fun to sink your teeth into, you know. Uh, Jeff, I I told you a little bit about that. Did you get your chance to to watch any of it at all? What did you What did you think of the highlights you saw at the very least? I, I, I mean, I I watched it and I I loved it. But another thing you have to keep in mind as well, it's like the center that Chet was going up against, dude was like six eight, so like or six <laughs> nine, but but. The play, the actual skill, like to make a shot, to, you have to make a shot. Like I'm not going to criticize these guys. Paul yeah. McCaro, automatic. I mean, that guy's a bucket. We, he already. I mean, we, we've been saying this even before the draft. And then Chet, he was it felt like he was playing with like all his little brothers. He was, he was packing everybody. Yeah. So 
I, I enjoy watching it, yeah. despite the talent level being significantly less. Yeah, Paulo was fun. the one. Paulo was the one I was the most impressed by, just because, oh, yeah. like, he's like kind of like you said, it's like with Chad, it's like, well, center's not really his size, but like, there's still times where he's kind of getting physically dominated. Oh, yeah, it's his even shot making, Paolo. Chet, Chet's shot making. I mean, listen, I get it. it's like the the competition level isn't there, but dude, like yeah. they're both skilled. Yeah, they're both insanely skilled but Paulo just how effortless of a 59 Dude. it was even even in an even a pro-am it was just like oh my gosh man was I like mean Troy in rookie mode man he was just pulling up yeah Troy do you think the do you think the Carmelo Anthony comparison for Paulo's fair do you see that at all in his game it's fair I see a little bit but like we talked about before the the stream started the recording started um I I think we're in a new era too of of prospects where it's hard to pinpoint um players current players current prospects to the past i, I just feel like yeah. the game is evolving so much that uh i, I would have i wouldn't say carmel is his best comparison but i i think it's a good start and yeah also just to add to that too i was watching paulo and watching him especially in that program like guys nowadays especially like someone like paulo like he played football as well like guys are playing multiple sports so they're so t- like paulo's a really great passer and a lot of that yeah, has to he do was with high school quarterback, high school quarterback. So like back then, Carmelo knew what he was like. He's athletic. He was crazy. But back then, like nowadays, players are just much more developed. Like you have to be almost complete. Most players coming into the league. So it's amazing to watch these guys, man. It the really one thing is. that was impressive about Apollo and summer league specifically. I don't know if I ever saw this Apollo at Duke, but it seemed like now that he was the number one pick. It seems like he was carrying himself like he was a franchise quarterback. Like specifically, like if he made a mistake, he would react like how a franchise quarterback would react if he like missed a pass. You know, like he he would hold himself to that type of standard. He would communicate to his guys like it was an offensive line that they needed to like like you know protect the pass rush. Like it was honestly like you know you could see those those shades of of the high school quarterback coming through throughout the summer league. I was like, man. This guy's intense. Hey, he plays basketball like a quarterback. That's what makes him the number one overall pick. It's the, you know, it's more than just his skill set. It's the leadership ability. And uh, Pablo has that. So kudos yeah. to him. I'm excited to watch him in the league, man. He's going to tear it up. Yeah, definitely. Well, today, guys, we're going to be doing something a little bit different for the podcast. This is going to be for the audio listeners. We will be going through and ranking uh, all of the NBA teams and predicting where they're going to end up and what ultimately we think of these teams based off of what they've done this summer. So specifically the tiers that we're going to be, uh, that we're going to be ranking people in, I have five tiers and the tiers are going to be contenders, high seed, mid play in and going for Victor. And when I say going <laughs> for Victor, I mean, Victor Wimbignana. <laughs> because they are not they're not going for victory they're going for victor so, now sean i think we should do this kind of how we did the all-star game vote where um you know we got three guys here uh unanimous two to one is what what gets on the board is that what you yeah. were thinking too yeah i'm thinking we vote ultimately yeah ultimately we'll vote we'll say where we think they land and if we have to compromise and go in the middle we can but i think for the most part i think we all kind of view the league in a very similar way so i'm curious to see where we're gonna differ but i think uh let's let's just go in order of of where they have them um because i think specifically you know like kind of as we're talking about this i think this is a good way to like kind of recap everything that we've seen 
in the off season, but also kind of predict of what's to come. So with that, let's start the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they might've had one of the best off seasons in the league. I was very critical of them at the trade deadline. I think we all thought that James Harden was going to demand a supermax contract, but mm-hmm. the fact that not only uh, he's taking less money, but in addition, he was taking less money so that they could go add guys like PJ Tucker to the mix. And this is a team all of a sudden that adds that much more depth. Um, all the footage I've seen of James Harden and everything I've seen out of him this summer has not been in the clubs, but rather have been in the gym. And he actually looks really thin right now. So um, at least from what I've seen, which from summer James Harden, I mean, what we've seen over the last couple of years, I know that's something that has been a point of criticism. I mean, Kevin Durant reportedly was not thrilled with how he came into training camp. So with that, guys, where do you think the Philadelphia 76ers rank on this list? Mm. And why is it contenders? I'm just going to, I'm going to stop spoiling it. It's contender because of a guy you haven't talked about, Joel Embiid. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be coming back even stronger than, than what he has before. And I think with Embiid, we, we made a great case for a potential MVP candidate this, this past year. I'm high on Embiid. They're a contender because of him. Harden makes them that much better. They were a team that they easily could have. They didn't, but they could have easily at one point, I think, probably um, end of March, gone on a 10-game winning streak. They, they just had the talent to do so. And you yeah. add pieces like Tucker, they're contenders, Sean. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Troy. I think the reason why I bring up the point of James Harden is because this team was awesome already with Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. right? right? But they needed that superstar, that second guy that could take this team over the top and to the next level. And, jo- and James Harden, ever since he's been in the Philadelphia 76ers uniform, hasn't been that. But, Jeff, what are your thoughts? Do you think they're contenders as well? Where do you have them? I love the roster itself the only pushback i would say and I, this roster is talented enough to get there and i agree with troy and i know you were thinking it sean you just didn't bring it up was joel and b that's like the reason also i'm going with and i would lean contender but picking a team with james harden I, it, and there's been seasons where he's been in shape and he still has struggled but again joel is that good and i think if they can work together they were good enough to beat miami it was more just up here so, you know, who knows? I, I think they can overcome it, but no doubt, talent-wise, they're contenders. Do you th- yeah, do you think roster-wise, like cuz cuz when I think of contender, I I would say all right, in, in my opinion, if you're just being solely off of the rosters, who's a top 2, top 3 team in a conference, yeah. right? I would agree with that. Yeah. I would say right now, if you're just going solely off paper, this should be the best roster in the Eastern Conference. Is that fair mm-hmm. to say? Should be, yeah, yeah. That's fair to say. Yeah, it's the best 2K team. It's the best 2K yeah. team, right? Especially yeah. with Maxi, the the arise of Maxi, he's going to get even better. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's again, this is different too, and I, I, it's different than past years with James Harden because he's never been like back then. It's like all right, it's James or bust. Like if we're riding the coattails of James Harden, it feels like with Philly, like James doesn't have to be the guy. Like you have Maxi and Joel Embiid, but just the benefit of having a guy like James Harden, who if he ever does figure it out late in the postseason. This team is good enough, and they're yeah. one of the best teams, if not the best team in the East. So I'm agreeing yeah. with you guys, the contenders. Yeah, for sure. Now, guys, I don't think this is much of a conversation, uh, the Washington Wizards. <laughs> uh, I So I, I think talent-wise, 
I think they're going for Victor. However, I, I think more realistically, I mean, if you look at Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, yeah. I think this is a team that's going to be contending for the play-in. I don't think they're going to get in the play-in, but I think that's their goal. So if I were to say, like, talent-wise, like, on paper, this team should not be going for Victor Wembanyama, uh, Wembanyama with, with Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, especially after that Supermax. So I feel like at least they're going to be a play-in. What are your guys' thoughts? It's a hard one because, like you said, Sean, I, the roster is good enough to not be a lottery team um, or at least not a bottom, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, or 15 seed. But I, I, I just I – just, we have not seen this Wizards team succeed apart from right in 2017 years with John Wall and, and, and Beal playing together. And it's just, it's just such a different team now. And I, I really don't know how much Porzingis can, um, can, can help that team. Cause we don't really know his health either. So um, yeah, yeah when, I'm actually when's he probably, on the court. Like that's, that's my right, question. Right. Like, so I'm actually going to probably vote for going for Victor. That's well, fair. you got a two-one split. I'm going play-in. I don't think this team is that bad. They're, they're, listen, they're not great, or they're not. I wouldn't even say they're good. But I think Bradley Beal, and this again, this is given talent. I'm, I don't want to say you know this guy won't be healthy. This guy will be healthy. Just on paper, Bradley Beal and, and Chris Chops Porzingis, like that, in, in a plethora of other players as well. Like you know, uh, all kinds of talent. Even Johnny Davis they added this year in the draft, which I think will be decent. They yeah. they got some pieces over there, and I love Wes Unsell Jr. too. Like he's a good head coach. I think yeah. he gets the Wizards were really bad mid season, and they went on this like. 500 run where they won a lot of games now they're not a great roster but good coaching can overcome that i think well sunselled i have enough confidence he'll get them in the play-in or contend for the plan i don't think they're going for a victor but um if there's injuries who knows yeah i mean i i will say uh i mean looking at christophs porzingis and and his history his health history throughout his career hasn't played over 60 games since his uh since his sophomore season back in 2016, 2017, and then he tore his ACL uh, the next year. And so, you know, it's kind of like uh, you don't really know how much you're getting of him. I right. mean, if he's healthy, if he's available, if he only misses 15, 20 games, and, like, that's not a terrible thing. But, I mean, this is a team that yeah. they're not in the position of luxury to go for Victor because they have a, they have a superstar with a no-trade clause. So, literally – all the power in the world. So uh, they, they better make the play. We forgot about Kuzma. I was, I was going to say they have Hachimura and Kuzma. Like they have decent yeah. pieces. Like I, I like the pieces they have in Washington. Now who knows what they'll do with it, but I, I think they're good enough to be in the play in considering yeah. who else is in the East. There's, there's probably a couple other teams you could put down there. Yeah. Speaking of a team that was in the play in this last year, a team that was very active in the, the off season this year, the Atlanta Hawks this is a team mm. that, you know, made the, Eastern Conference finals a year and a half ago and now finds themselves in a position where they made some pretty significant uh, roster overhaul and changes. They brought in DeJounte Murray. They shipped out Kevin Herter. They uh, now will have a big three of DeJounte Murray, John Collins, and Trey Young. I know at one point John Collins wanted out. However, since he was playing in programs with Trey and DeJounte, it seems to me like like that new roster might have him considering staying around for a little bit. So with that, what are your guys' thoughts 
on what the Atlanta Hawks did this offseason. And with that, where does that put them in the in the total landscape of the league? I think Murray helps them, guys. I really do. I, I think I don't know if you can compare this team with last team just because of how much influence uh, Murray has on the court inside and out uh, on defense and an offense. And I, I just feel like a six seed is a fair number. And if you're a six seed, you're not a playing team. You are a playoff team. Uh, that's why I'm going to have to go mid, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would honestly I'm contemplating. I like Atlanta a lot. Like I, I think they Clint Capella, you have John Collins, you have uh great guys like DeAndre Hunter as well. Like I like the core they have, and especially last year, John Collins was suspended for for a chunk of those games. So it's hard last year is just kind of throw that in the garbage. Um I think we'll see a a similar type roster to when they went on that run with Trey Young, but this time you have DeJounte Murray, which I think will be a nice fit. I would say they're mid. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins uh, quite a few games. Yeah, this year. I'm with you guys as well. I'm putting them in mid. I I think I, I think they could be a high seed. I think they have the talent to be a high seed. I think yeah. this is a team that um you know had the talent to be better than they were last year. But that's kind of the thing. They've they've kind of come out the last few years with disappointing starts. And yes, they come back around in the second half and turn it around. And now maybe you have someone that can help Trey Young with playing more off ball and setting him up for easier shots and better, you know, opportunities on the offensive end. But I mean, team wise, they just need to be better defensively. They still got to figure out what in the heck they're doing with Clint Capella. Uh, you know, I, I think they have a lot of different decisions they still need to make. And I don't know if their roster's done. However, I think overall right now, they're def- they definitely should be better than they were last year. That's for sure. So I think going a tier above is a pretty good place to put them. Speaking of a team that had a, had a surgence in the Eastern Conference last year, the Cleveland Cavaliers with Evan Mobley and Ricky Rubio coming back. And they have Karis LeVert and they have Darius Garland. And they potentially might also still have Colin Sexton this year as well. So this is a team that I think could be pretty dangerous this year. Now, obviously we saw once the health issues started to hit for this team, once Jared Allen was on the sidelines and it was Evan Mobley kind of having to take those individual, you know, paint protection responsibilities. He played well, but obviously not as well when you have Jared Allen on your back line. So this team uh, ultimately missed the play in tournament this last year. But they were in the play and they missed the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. They slipped to the play in and they lost. I think they, they did lose two games, right? They played. Right. Yeah, they no, played, they played two Brooklyn games. and Atlanta. That's right. Yep, that's right. Thank you. So even though they, they made the play in, they, you know, they slipped to the play in at the end of the year. They didn't make the playoffs. Is this a team that you think could ride that same momentum that they had, you know, last year? Do you think this is a team that could be a top four seed in the Eastern conference? Or do you think this is a team that is probably still going to be in that play in and that the second half of the season was a little bit more of a reality of who this team really is? I said the Atlanta Hawks were a six seed. And that's why I put them in the mid. And I would say the Cleveland Cavaliers, honestly, guys, I'm going to say a fifth seed. So I'm going to also put that in the Whoa. mid. Because listen, Darius Garland had a coming out year. Watch out for Darius Garland. 
Um, Mobley is going to have a second year uh, that I think is gonna also going to be more of a coming out party than we saw this year. You pair him with a guy like Levert and Allen. Now, theoretically, this is if they stay healthy. So I am going bold, but I am going bold because I think they will stay healthy. I just feel like that roster, again, I'm not talking a third seed or a fourth seed, but I think a good solid fifth seed, you still don't get home court advantage for playoffs. Um, right. But I still think that this team is better than what we expect. Uh, well, they're certainly better than what we expected last year. And even a guy like Laurie Markinen, I think, plays well. So uh, Cleveland, I'm going fifth seed. So fifth means mid. Man, I like it. Jeff, what about I... you, man? Where are you at? So I'm in the same ballpark as Troy. I would say mid, although because if I think about it, I, I like Atlanta better and I have them mid. So just by doing that math, it's either playing or I don't think they will be a playing team. I think they're they're talented enough to like Troy said to be in that mid area. So I'm sticking with mid. That's fair. I'm I'm going to go with mid. How here's what we're going to do on these tiers. Now that we're kind of going through and figuring this out together. We'll also within the tier rank teams on where we think they're going to be. So okay. since since I also think they're mid, and if I had to pick between the two, I would say Cleveland would be a six seed. I'm sure. going to put Cleveland behind Atlanta in okay. the mid. Yeah. So you and Jeff on the same page. I say, I yeah. mix them around, but the vote you guys win the vote. So. I, but listen, Troy. But here's the thing: I could see your scenario playing yeah. out yeah. because I think they're close. Yeah, because I think on paper, like if these teams are in a match up, I think it'd be a bad matchup for the Hawks. But in addition, I think one thing that uh, I think Cleveland might have more more set down. And pa- even though I think Atlanta might be a more explosive offensive team, I think Cleveland's a way better defensive team. Hey, and, so, and listen, Cleveland, I'm going to be honest, Cleveland doesn't have Trey Young. Like, that's that's the thing that separates it. I for mean, me. Darius Garland's a bucket, but I, he's not no, Trey Young. I, yes, and that's Trae the Young difference. Trey scoring-wise can be the I, freaking nuclear code. Yes, like he is – yeah, there's a different level. I, I love Darius Garland, but yeah, I'm I'm going simply because I love Trey Young so much. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go so here good. for um, so early on, or do we want to go with the Detroit Pistons last? Yeah, let's save let's save them for last. Let's let's save them for that's how we keep the viewers in. That's how we keep the viewers. <laughs> that's coming. why we go. That's why we go Fast next. Forward. We're just gonna do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, but like, come on, like come on. Yeah. It's... Like, it's a good roster. Bet in Troy. I know you're excited. I know you're gonna be there. Uh, and I, didn't you get like quarter season tickets? Quarter season tickets. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. So you're gonna see Halliburton, Benedict Matherin. You're gonna see a that's really cool. fun young roster. But you're gonna see them lose a hell of a lot of games with that quarter season package, brother. <laughs> hey man, I, I'm there. I'm not there to see the Pacers. I'm seeing. I'm going there to see the, who the Pacers are playing. You know, if I can it's see true. Nuggets play, see Joker, see Luca. Those are the games that I'm looking to see. Hey, there for, you go. For, for some time, I was doing the same thing here. So, right, all right. I mean, hey, but I mean, you're getting them even cheaper than they could ever be in Detroit. Because like, I'm <laughs> telling you, I no, I'm serious. I looked at Pacers tickets. I feel like you could sit courtside for like a freaking ice cream cone at Dairy Queen. It's kind of unreal some of the prizes they have. But anyway, yeah, I mean, listen, they they're this is a franchise that is finally starting to rebuild. They realize that they needed to rebuild. And as awesome as Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin are, if they can add Victor Wembanyama to their core and put put Victor around Tyrese and Benedict Matherin, that's a squad. Maybe we're talking playing next year then. Yeah. Next year as yeah. in 2023, 2024. Yeah. But yeah. they're they're where they're at 
is where Detroit was at last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're a year behind Detroit in the process. Yeah. Now, another team going for Victor, Victor <laughs> Wembanyama, uh, the Milwaukee Buck. No, I'm kidding. Uh, guys, this is another contender. I mean, flat out, they kept their roster together. Yeah. If Chris Middleton was healthy, you can make the argument that they go back to the finals. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would say if I were to if I were to rank them right now, I personally yeah. would go Milwaukee above yeah. Yeah. above Philly because I, I currently uh, spoiler alert, believe that if Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo are both healthy, I believe that that is the team to beat in the Eastern Conference until proven yeah. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like my Trey Young argument. Like yep. Milwaukee has Giannis. Like that. Yep. Period. Like that's kind of how I feel. It's about it's kind of like yeah. Like everything else you could say is cool, but like they have Giannis. Like <laughs> like like Joel yeah, Embiid yeah. is awesome. He's great. James, James Harden, all time maestro. Thank Giannis. Oh, right, like, right. And I think just... Giannis just makes you can't compare those guys to him because he's he's just a, he's the Greek freak, right? He's a freak of nature in how he plays the game of basketball in itself. And I think we've talked about prospects coming up. We want guys like Giannis to come up. We want to see more Giannis's in the future. But as of right now, there's only one Giannis guy. So he makes sure. a difference for me. You put a healthy Middleton in there, even the way that guys like Pat Connaughton and Drew Holiday have played. Um, yeah, above yeah. Philadelphia for sure. The best team we've talked about yet. Yeah, yeah. Milwaukee is, yeah, they can be flat out terrifying. And I mean, Giannis's uh, finals performance, I mean, I don't think we, I don't, I still don't think gets a whole enough uh, recognition for that closeout game that he had where it was 50 plus points. Just, yeah, it was a 50 point closeout game, 14 rebounds. Like the guy was literally all over the court, was doing everything for his team. So, um, he, in my opinion, he's the consensus best player in the world and they kept the roster together, that continuity, that, that, uh, that, uh, culture that they have. But in addition to bring in a guy like Joe Ingles, if he's healthy, man, that's a team that could be scary. Yeah. Toronto, I think is another team that could be pretty fun and interesting this year. Uh, they, uh, you know, they snuck in to the playoffs last year but you know currently they could they're still in the kevin durant sweepstakes they have scotty barnes you know og ananobi could be moved at any time but guys i mean toronto is kind of a hard team to predict i mean because they could you could see them in a scenario where they're out where they're in the play-in tournament you could see a scenario where this is a top four seed in the conference (laughs) like that's the toronto raptors in a nutshell yeah, so. yeah. I, I'm still gonna go with. I think, I, man, this is hard. You guys might very much disagree with me, but I, I still view Atlanta and Cleveland above them, as as of roster wise. Um, mm-hmm. They're certainly way better than Washington, but I'm gonna probably put them at a seventh seed. So I'm gonna have to probably do play in, guys. Wow. All right. That's fair, Jeff. Where are you at? This one's tough. That I, I think they'll be better than what Troy said. Although I agree with you, Troy, this one's tough. Like they, I could imagine a scenario where they're in the plan as well, um, especially being a seventh seed. But I'm gonna go mid. I, I just because Nick Nurse, especially, well, they have depth. Number one, they have a lot of versatility, mm-hmm. and they have Scotty Barnes, who is getting better. Same with Evan Mobley. This is kind of the argument I would I would use as well, and I, and I like Scotty a lot. Um, 
and I just think Nick Nurse too, he always finds a way. I know last year was weird, but in general, going forward, I think he'll continue his success he's seen in the regular season. I don't think he'll win 60 games, but I could see him being a, you know, if you have Atlanta at four, you know, Cleveland at five, and you have, you know, Raptors at six. I could see that as well. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go mid. Yeah. But if you disagree, I would not be mad. They're a tough team to call. Yeah. It, it's tough because it seems like, it seems like relatively health wise this last year, that they had a pretty pretty decent luck and pretty good fortune health-wise throughout the season, right? And the thing that was so interesting about how they went about it was that it was a short rotation, like, all year long, and they just ran their guys to hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy. And they got more depth than that, so I don't, I don't know why. Maybe that's a Nick Nurse thing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their starting five from this last year, uh, Fred Van Vliet and, and Pascal Siakam both averaged 38 minutes a game. OG Ananobi, 36 minutes a game. Scotty Barnes in his rookie year, 35.4 minutes per game. So That's an argument that, you know, you might have some weaker bones next year. Just by mathematics, one of those guys being injured. That's why I'm going playing. Because if they go with this strategy again, which don't get me wrong, like if it works and these guys are healthy, I could see them being as high as a fourth seed in the Eastern Conference because mm -hmm. of their talent, because of what they have. If OG Ananobi continues to improve, if Pascal Siakam was the guy that we saw in the playoffs last year, if Fred Van Vliet continues to play at all-star caliber levels, but then also... Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Listen, I understand we don't think he's as good as Cade. He's still pretty damn good. And if he improves and is better than what he was next year, they can definitely get up there. However, I think that we're going to see him play at a similar level, a little bit better than his rookie year. I think to ask that kind of workload on Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, who have both had injury issues in the past, I just think it's asking a lot. So I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to go with the play-in with these teams. I'm, I'm comfortable that even if they have a guy go out, that things are going to be okay. Whereas like with Toronto, like, yes, they, they do have a system and they always have young guys that you don't expect that step up. However, I mean, if Pascal Siakam's not in that lineup, to me, it's chalked, right? So like if, if Fred Van Vliet's not in that lineup, to me, it's chalked. Like, that's just the way it is. So um, there's very little room for error there. Mm -hmm. Now, the Dallas Mavericks. This is an interesting one because they had a really bad offseason. Like, just straight up losing Jalen Brunson for nothing. And you bring in Christian Wood. You sign JaVel McGee. And now you're kind of in this spot where, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, in order to be as good as you were last year, Spencer Dinwiddie has to be awesome. And even though Spencer Dinwiddie was really good when he got traded to Dallas, he was also traded to Dallas from a team that literally just didn't want him reportedly. Granted, that team was the Wizards, but still. This is a, this is a situation where, to me, if I'm voting personally, I'm going to say Dallas is a high seed. I think they're a team that, that can be, you know, really solid in the Western conference, be like somewhere high up towards the middle 
upper echelon of the West. But ultimately, I don't think they're contending when push comes to shove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think making it to the Western Conference Finals was uh, is a big argument to at least put them in the high seat over mid, uh, the way we saw Luka play. But you, you, you put yourself in the Dallas Mavericks franchise. I just feel like at this point in Luka's career, what is this, year five now? You got to put surrounding pieces, man. Mm-hmm. Christian Wood is not going to cut it. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm da- very Dallas historically as a franchise has struggled to put pieces around around their stars consistently. I mean, that's why we only saw Dirk win one championship, right? right, right. So I'm also going to have to say high seed, Sean, but it's going to be uh, like the fourth seed. So, yeah, I agree with that. What about you, Jeff? What do you think? Mm. This one's tough, and Troy hit on a lot of – you both hit on a lot of good points too. I think with Dallas, with Luka, and the run they went on in the postseason, it was impressive. It was, but a lot of that had to do with Jalen Brunson and Luka playing at an all-time high level. So you lost Jalen Brunson, and now you're relying on Luka even more. Hopefully, God forbid, he has to stay healthy. I would lean mid, uh, but again, considering what Luka, how special he is, I mean, it is the West. The East is is much more tougher in terms of strength. All the teams listed up, all the contenders – so I'm not going to disagree with you guys. I mean, high seed, I'm cool with it as well. Yeah, that's fair. Now, the Denver Nuggets, a team that last year uh, was still in the playoffs, was not a play-in team, despite missing a majority of their core last year. Nikola Jokic has yet another MVP caliber season, and he deserved it, by the way. I mean, he mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, and then now you have guys like Bones Highland that are rising up in the ranks. You go and sign Bruce Brown this last year. Aaron ACP. Gordon. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Gordon is is coming back. I, you know, if, if they can get Michael Porter Jr. back on the court feeling healthy. Mm-hmm. And then in addition, they have Jamal Murray coming back this year man. too. And if he's, if he's even like 80, 90% of what he was, that guy was a stud. This is a team I could make a case I could put in contender status, but I'm going to go uh, for me. I would go high seed. Jeff, what are your thoughts? I agree. I think they're a high seed. Although, you know, even in the postseason, the Denver Nuggets, they've, they've looked scary at times. I mean, they've, they've made some runs, even with the current core with Jamal Murray, these guys play even better in the postseason, but regular season, I like I like the team. I like the roster. It's about staying healthy. But again, if we're just going talent, of course, I'm going high seed. Yeah, I see him as a third seed. So yeah, definitely high seed. Yeah. Especially if they can get Porter back, I think he makes definitely the big uh, difference. But I enjoyed a Bones Highland this year too. I think he had a good good season, and I can only see him getting better um, along with Murray. Um, so yeah, I mean the Joker is going to be the Joker. So I, I just feel like you're not really going to go. You're certainly not going to be lower than Dallas. So um, if I were to, if I were to decide between these two, to me, it comes down to which team do I have a harder time seeing lifting up the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the end of the season. And I just don't see Dallas doing it. I see them being a high seed. Like if Jokic was, was holding that trophy, I wouldn't be shocked just because of who he is as a player. So, I mean, Dallas is, I mean, uh, Denver's definitely got to be up there. Memphis guys, I'll just start. I mean, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. 
this is a team that even though they only make it made it to the second round this last year without John Morant in the lineup pushed the Golden State Warriors to their limits and I would say put up the best fight against the Warriors throughout the entire playoffs including the Boston Celtics yes yes I would say if John Morant stays healthy if the rest of their core stays healthy they they're in a prime position to where they could go out and they could in theory trade for anyone they want to pair alongside Ja but they're also in this position where they have an awesome core they draft really well they're they're in their salary cap situation is flexible but guys this is a team that i think could make it to the to the western conference finals this this year i really do yeah, I'm with you, Sean. Now it's hard where I where I would put the seeds because I, we have the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns still on the board that we haven't, uh, you know, put put on this this tier yet. I I want to say a second seed uh, in the West, and yeah. I certainly want you to put that a little more to the left over the Philadelphia 76ers because I'm going to go that bold with this team because man, a Desmond oh, Bain. God. Guys, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. have already proven themselves already that they can play with uh, John Morant as kind of his his two and three sidekicks. Um, Dylan Brooks to another great one. I just I see this team honestly getting better than what they were last year. All right, so let me get this straight: if you were to see a a Memphis Grizzlies Philadelphia 76ers finals, and both okay, teams yeah. are at the apex of what they can be doing, that makes it a little harder. That- okay. That makes it harder, Sean. I guess I'm thinking more regular season than playoffs. That's fair. Um, yeah, that I I don't think I can say that they're better than the Sixers for finals matchup. But I mean, I I'm like when I'm saying contender, I'm meaning like like we're talking like what we think is gonna happen, like sure. where we think ultimately, like yeah, like I, like, I or, or, or I guess like putting a best prediction now. So maybe. Maybe maybe it's a little unfair to put that on you. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I definitely want them in contender, Sean, but I just don't know if about a Sixers Grizzlies matchup of who would win that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe that maybe that was a little unfair, but 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 would you still put them above Philly? If you would, I would. Okay, Jeff. What about you? <laughs> I. Uh, He's like miss. <laughs> no, listen, I. I like Memphis, but until they get a co-star next to John Morant, that's the difference. Like I, I love the elite role player route. You got a lot of good guys, Jaron Jackson. Do you, you know, think Dylan Jaron Jackson, ja- Jaron Jackson can be that co-star? He could. Um, now, is he? No, I don't think so. A, a co-star is somebody that you know you could go out and in a playoff game. Uh, you know, if John Morant's struggling, Jaron Jackson could put up 30 for you and, and bring you home. I don't know if they have that right now. I would say they're a high seed. I, I wouldn't say they're contenders, but certainly if we're going to go off, you know, it, it, could they make the Western Conference Finals? Of course they could. Um, but just seeing them in the contender spot with Milwaukee and Philly, it just, I don't know. It just sits weird with me. Although I'm it. not going to disagree. I, I'm not going to sit here and argue they're bad. I think well, they'll be up there in terms well, of Well, I get it because it, we've only seen <clears> – <throat> one year of this team being awesome. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like we're going to have to see like now that they're on the radar, now that they're on the map and especially 
now that this team has been as loud and as confident as they've been, they're going to have to back it up this year because there's going to be teams that are ready for them. Right. So, but they're going to be uh, damn good. So I don't yeah. want to get that mixed up. They're going to be yeah, good. Yeah, they're going to be damn good. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves. These guys <laughs> went all in. And Timberwolves and fans were like, Contender. and they went out and got Rudy Gobert. And now they have Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards. To me, I think this is your like definition of like they're going to be a fourth or fifth seed. I think this is a high seed Western Conference team teetering on mid. However, like if I were to put them in the middle of the pack against other teams in the West, I'm currently feeling more confident about them because of the offensive firepower and Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Plus, Rudy Gobert is solid on the defensive. I wouldn't put him above Dallas or Denver right now because of the star power that they have, and there's levels to this, or just are. But I'd, I'd put them on that teetering edge of like the next, that next step or that next tier of the West. Does that make sense? I have them at a at a fifth seed, so I can't do high seed. I got to go mid. Um, great talent, great players. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, like you said. Gobert does add a unique piece to that, but it reminds me a little bit of you know you know Josh Smith and Andre Drummond kind of kind of thing. Not to that you know I guess cluster, but I, I just I can't see them. I mean I know you can't either. I can't see them better than Dallas or Denver. Uh, and we still haven't even put Phoenix or Golden State on this list, so I'm going to have to go. Yeah, ahead. that's fair. Jeff, what about you? You're the deciding this, vote on this one. Yeah, no, I the, – the thing that makes me the most frustrated with the Minnesota Timberwolves, I get you acquired Gobert, but Beverly, to me, is such a significant loss. Now, they're not yeah, gonna, I, I think – but to make the tiebreaker, I will say this. They have enough talent – I think you have Anthony Edwards, who's getting better. He's he's that dude, we understand. I like D'Angelo Russell. I love Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's going to benefit having a true center who could take on the, all that work down low. Now you can have Carl Anthony Towns just, listen, go out and be just play offense, man. Just be aggressive. He doesn't have to worry about guarding guys like behemoths in the West now. But I think they're good enough to be a high seed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with a high seed, although I wouldn't be surprised if they slide down, but if you add Gobert, guys are getting better. I love Jaden McDaniels. I think they have a, a nice, you know, group of guys that they can at least win a ton of games. Maybe like right. third, third or fourth seed somewhere around there. But it, it depends. I mean, what is mid really? I mean, the difference between these two teams. I mean, I, I don't think um, they're that far. I don't think they're contenders. Right. And I don't know if I'd put them in mid. It's kind of a. It's a tough. It's a tough decision. I, I need to make one more argument because guys. If you put them at high seed, that means that you believe that they are better than one of these four teams, either Golden State, Phoenix, Denver, or Dallas. I just can't say that they're better than any of those teams. To me, they can't be a high seed mathematically. You guys won. I'm the loser talking, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I, the seeds. I, I guess we haven't really thought about where these guys I'm, rank. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking a little bit at like some of these teams that we have down here that we haven't even mentioned yet. I'm going to change my vote. I'm going to put them at the top of mid. Thanks, I man. think I'm going to have them teetering <laughs> on high seed to mid. I could see them being a fifth seed, and I don't see them really being much higher than that. So based off of what Troy said, I think based off that alone, 
technically it is mid. I think I'm going to put him at the very front of mid because that is by definition mid. Mm-hmm. Now, San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> um, just everything they did this offseason. No way, yeah. I would say yeah. they're the number one front runners for Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> I think they're okay. going for it. Yeah. I Okay, so going for Victor, are we saying number one as in worse – like, like, like for the, Oh yeah. The this rest. is the tier of like, like this, like the ranking of this really doesn't matter, but like sure. for, for the sake of conversation, yeah. I think this is like your number yeah. one contender for the number one pick. There, there's no doubt they're in that spot. I just don't know what, where we're going of is, are we truly doing winner for, for Victor up in the left? Because if that's the case, absolutely. But if you're doing, who's the better team, I still would pick yeah. Indiana over this is, a spe- this is a special yeah. tier. A special of its tier. Own. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, this okay. is a special okay. tier of its own with its own I'm special okay objective. I'm okay with that, Sean. Uh-huh. I mean, because because at the end of the day, these these guys aren't going for who's better. They're going for who's worse. So they want to be they want to know who's doing a better job of that. But uh Jeff, Spurs are gonna I I, I can't try, dude. Outside of like I this is a team that. I I'm I am not going to be able to make an excuse to tune into on pass this year. I'm just not. No, they're the the San Antonio Spurs scream number one odds to land the number one overall pick. So I'm going with the Spurs definitely for going for Victor. Yeah, that's fair. Now another team that that feels pretty firm in that position is the Utah Jazz. This is a team that has Donovan Mitchell. And that's it. They just have Donovan Mitchell. I think he's going to play 1v5 this year. But and guys, the janitor. Danny Ainge wants Victor Wembanyama as well. Their uniforms are terrible. I don't think they deserve much more conversation than this. They're going They're going at the bottom. Are we all in favor of that? I'm actually How about not. This? I'm actually not because I, 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 I put them as a 10th, like a 10th seed, which would still what? be – a 10th seed. Donovan I, think Don, I think Donovan's good enough to get them in the plan. I, I really do. Me too. I, it's I'm, two I'm, against one. Okay. 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 I, all right. All right. Hold on. I understand that. And, and and I like, I like your optimism, but guys. Now, if they trade Den, Donovan. Yeah. God. Yeah. If they trade Donovan, absolutely, Sean, you're right. But I don't, Let's, I still can't see a Donovan Mitchell on your roster and being, um a lottery team or like a, a, a top 10 lottery team first Will of all who's this help? Play, let's play first of all they're 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 potentially shipping mike conley they've been looking for, for they've been looking for trade partners for him the entire time as well the bogdan bogdanovich another guy that they're trying to find trade partners what? for well, we have they haven't they, that news hasn't been really like if right. you're also trying to trade Donovan Mitchell, but I'm not gonna I, I can't okay. say it'll be bad. So, I don't so know. So you guys so you guys dead ass would put them in play in. Yeah. As, as of, of today, right now, yeah. Today as of yes. right now, yes. Not right. maybe not by start of the season because of the yeah. reason, Sean. But they could gut it, Sean. They could. Like I I so just leave them at you could put them at we could be projecting, but if we're going I'll, right now, I'll, I wouldn't I'll put say them in play in for now. I'm just saying, well, I'm just saying if once you do the mental exercise that I just did of looking around here at some teams we have left, I, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't, but <laughs> that's, that's your guys's, because that's your guys' on, not mine. But anyway, at the end here, Sean, we should have eight teams in play in because of course, four in the East, four in the West. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. That's why I like throwing in. Yeah, you're me. right. That's why I still think you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so then we're dying on this hill. Yeah. So then we have the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm gonna be straight up with you guys. There's a there's a world where I put them up yeah. here, but oh, I just yeah. for the safety of it, I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna put them right in here. And, I, and for me, I'm gonna put them as the top of the high C because I think. This is a team that, if you look at the improvements they made, bringing guys like Robert to Covington to go alongside, you know, now they have John Wall, so that that point guard conversation at least becomes more interesting for them. And then you have Kawhi Leonard, and if he's healthy, is Kawhi freaking Leonard? And if Paul George is healthy, it's another opportunity for these guys to go after it. And the last time... We saw Paul George healthy. This team made the Western Conference Finals. So don't forget, there's a legitimate chance that this team could go to the finals. So mm-hmm. uh, I, for now, just because we don't know what what level of Kawhi we're getting quite yet, I want to put him at the at the verge of of high seed contender. But this is like to me of all the teams that can make that jump the quickest to contender, this is the one. I agree, I agree with you. There, there, I have nothing more to add than that. I just think a healthy Kawhi always will make you either a high seed or a contender. Um, and 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 I like the little pieces that they have around them. Now, I mean, I'm being very factual with this list, so yep. I might want to change my answer with Dallas because of the Clippers. Yeah, to mid, but we don't have to change that. We can keep them in mid. But I, I, I okay. like the Clippers more than Denver and Dallas. Yeah, I like the Clippers more than Memphis. So I, if you're going to have Memphis in contenders, because you did say, Sean, you said I could see Memphis going to the Western Conference Finals. Yep, they're contenders. But if you could see LA going to the Western Conference Finals, what are they? I so I have less, in my opinion, when I'm stacking these two teams up, I have less question marks as a whole about Memphis as far as winning games in the regular season than I do with the Clippers. Just sheerly based off of the health stuff with Kawhi, like you know, with, the load, with load that's management, true. with Paul George, with with some of his stuff in the past. You know, in addition, it's a pretty old roster, so like you know, you you don't know injury wise what you could be dealing with on a day. Like, and if you're counting on John Wall, yeah, like automatically, I'm just putting you lower. Just if you're if you're counting well, on John Wall, well, they so, they made it without John Wall. I know they so, did. I know. So they with John, he does. He just has to be. If yeah. you want to use the term we're using, mid. He just has to be mid, and I think right. his team is even better. So, um, Troy, what's your final answer? You would you would stick oh, with, with the high Clippers? Seed? Clippers is going to yeah. be high seed. Okay, that's fine. I, I would. I'm going to say contender. Just so we have it on video. I like the Clippers a lot. You can leave them at high seed. And like um, I said, there's a world where, like you know, I my initial reaction when I saw the Clippers was I feel like they could be a contender. Like like in my opinion. Like, let's move right here because I'm about to spoil something for you guys. I'd put the Suns here. Like, based off of where they're One's at gotta now. One's got to get squeezed up. One of yeah, these got to get squeezed up. One of these Give me teams... the Clippers to squeeze up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm okay with listen, that. That's, that's what I would do. Oh, okay, or Dallas to slide down. Either one. Yeah, listen, that's what I'd do. Because I, I, think, I think with Phoenix, to me, I after everything that happened at how the last, how the, how the season ended, I have zero faith that if Chris Paul is healthy, that by the end of the season, he's going to be 100%. And 
I don't know as he's getting older what we're getting out of him. The DeAndre Ayton situation is just weird. The Robert Sarver investigation is still ongoing. The problems that they're dealing with behind the scenes just don't sound to me like the problems of a championship caliber team. I think, if anything, they're going to see him regress this year. What are your guys' thoughts? Go ahead, Jeff. Um, I think they'll still win a ton of games. Uh, I, I love Monty Williams as a head coach, number one. And I think the the part that I also agree with what you said, Sean, about the Suns, you're relying on DeAndre Aiden to take the next step. I don't know if he will because Chris Paul, he's only getting older. And father time is undefeated. So and that not because of his game, because of injuries and stuff like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see where the Suns land this this regular season. I think they'll be a, another high seed. Uh, I would agree with you. Troy? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just really hard because I do see a world where they are a second or third seed. I really do still see that. And oh, and with I do that, too. But I but, but like with, just to clarify, when it like here's the thing. I think this is a team that could be that could even be the number one seed in the Western Conference. But when push comes to shove, am I calling them more of a contender than the Clippers right now? No. Am I calling them more of a contender right now than the Grizzlies right now? Personally, no. Um, am I calling them, you know, and, and there's there's other, like the Warriors. Am I calling them more of a contender than the Warriors? Hell no. So I'm still going to go contender, but you guys win. So I can be wrong fair. on this. But. That's fair. And I, I don't blame you because they did still make it to the finals a couple years ago. That team is still really great. Devin Booker is incredible. And if he takes another step as a player, is great, but can he be the number one player on a championship team? That's the question. So uh, all I'll say is they did not look super great um, in in the in the little samplings that we had as far as like against Drew Holiday. But I mean that's a difficult team, right? I mean that finals is a tough series. Now Portland, I I mean they're a playing team. This is a team that, like at its best is in the plane. I, I like, there's no scenario with the talent that they have right now that they're above that. Correct. Yeah. Like there's they're no better than the- Jeremy Grant, Shaden Sharp, Dame. I, that that's fine. Sean got nothing to complain. Yeah. Like I'd put them right there, like just above the wizards. Cause I think, you know, with Dame, there's just a higher ceiling. Jeremy Grant. I really like what he's going to bring to this team. You know, Shaden Sharp, like what, I don't even know what we're getting out of them this year. So I, I think for the most part, you're just going to be kind of relying on your veteran pieces uh, I, they could still try to make moves, but I don't really know what moves there are to make. I mean, they brought back Nurkic, which is cool, but like, you know, other than that, like, I don't really know what the plan is there now. Sacramento Kings. <laughs> number one, Absolutely. number one contenders. No, uh, Keegan Murray MVP. No. They're going for I mean, That's my vote. What's that? I'm, they're going for Victor. Yeah, I'm going for Victor. I do. Wow. Wait, okay, only because, Troy. Hold on. Hold, only hold because. Hold on. on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I No. I am not being told that there is a world that we're ranking the Sacramento Kings roster where it is currently constructed above the Utah Jazz. I can't do it. Jazz. I get they have Donovan Mitchell, but like De'Aaron Fox isn't exactly far off. 
Sabonis, Harrison, Keegan. Okay, okay. I forgot yeah, about Fox. Either a better run. Like the I'm I'm still Maybe disgusted yeah, the Jazz got... are on this level. I'm I'm just looking at New Orleans and I still have New Orleans better than them. And okay, I still I have the Kings actually better than the Lakers. So I mean, we'll I'm get okay to New with New Orleans playing. in a second, but I, I mean if you have New Orleans down here, I think you're I think you're playing a mistake. We'll get to them in a minute. But Okay. But the Kings? Sure. I'll change my answer. Playing. If I were to go, I'd put the Kings right here. Like, I think they're going to be better than the Wizards. You know? But, like, I, I, I don't think they're I think they'll be, like, I, I, I don't have as much faith in them in a playing game as I do Dane. Like, they're facing the Kings. It's Dame time, mother, mother hugger. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to happen. That's just how it's going to go. But, I mean... Reports suggest, I mean, uh, Matt George out in uh, Sacramento, I saw him say the Kings are all in on the playoffs this year. So they want to make it happen. So at the very least, I think they'll be on the outside looking in on the play-in. And so they be could be like the, the 2017 Pistons with, um, you know, we didn't make the playoffs, but we were the ninth seed kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. there's a world where that could happen. Yeah, for sure. Now, the New York Knicks. The New York Knickerbockers. These guys mortgaged the farm. <laughs> oh and God! For and and paid the most expensive contract in NBA history for a guy that's never even made an All Star team. <laughs> I liked Jalen Brunson, but y'all can re recollect I did not like Jalen Brunson for this amount of money. <laughs> we both didn't. We all did. Our literal joke was when we're talking about Jalen Brunson and the Pistons was go have New York pay him the money. And guess what literally happened? <laughs> you know what I think their prize is? I think it's another trip to the play-in. Yeah. I think, I think they're like, I think they're just a firm Eastern Conference play-in team to me. Like, they're just right in that. They could be a little better. Like, they could conceivably go get Donovan Mitchell. If they go do that, they're a team that is mid to me. But their ceiling isn't higher to me than mid. And their floor is certainly not going for Victor. So with Tibbs, with everything they have, like all jokes aside, like to me, this is like a firm either on the bubble for a plan or in the plan. What are your guys' thoughts? I have them below Portland. I have them below. I would have Portland above the Knicks, but I still wouldn't. Yeah, I'd probably. Yeah, yeah, I'd have them right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you have a good point, Sean. I, you know, Brunson doesn't put them that much over the hump. Uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to be very curious to what we do with um, some of those other teams that we haven't done yet with, you know, Charlotte and even Detroit and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, Sean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? That's typical Knicks fashion, right? Like, have all these off-season moves, mediocre. Yep. And that's kind of how I feel about it as well. Their, their ceiling, you said it perfectly, their ceiling is mid and their floor is playing. Like, there's not like there's not really room there to breathe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go play in. I agree. Yeah. Shout out to Knicks fans. <laughs> yep. Now, the New Orleans Pelicans. I think there's a world where they're up here. I think there's a world... Or they're down here. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why, in my opinion, if I'm going off of my gut reaction, I'm going to put him right in mid. I'm going to go right down the middle. Because mm-hmm. I think I, I think with Z- if Zion is in if is Zion's in the shape that we've been seeing him in this summer. I mean, with the roster yeah. that they have around him, with 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 the defensive pieces they have, Dyson Daniels is is as awesome as people Herbert believe Jones. he can be. Don't forget I mean, about Herbert Jones. Herb Jones, man. I mean, Zion and Herb Jones on a court together, dude. Forget about it. Man. Guys, <laughs> the league is deep. Like every team we've talked about besides our our two little victor teams down here. I can think of two to three guys who are impactful players, who winners, yeah. winning players. The, yeah. the league is deep and and this list is really hard guys like i'm i'm having a hard time with this i'm having a fun time with this but man oh man when we get even deeper of, of who's higher than who in mid and playing that's when it gets tough guys but i'm this yeah. is a lot of fun and i can't wait to continue doing this yeah I, i'm gonna put them in mid and if i'm gonna rank them right now i'm gonna put them above the calves below the hawks i think you know i think the hawks like i think the Haw- i think the the pelicans have a higher ceiling than the hawks but I think the Hawks have more of a proven track record of history in the playoffs. All we've seen out of the Pelicans so far was a good play and run, but we still have to see them put all the pieces together with, with, uh, with Zion on the court. So um, Jeff, what about you, my man? Uh, I, I would agree with you. I also wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans is better than all of those teams as well. And, yeah. and in the West specifically, if, if Dallas first, I think they can be even better than Dallas. Uh, so it, it's, it's a tough one to predict, but yeah, it's, it's perfect for him. I agree. Yeah. Now, again, I think if we're talking about a team that could really make a spike on this list, this the New Orleans Pelicans are a team that's in for a breakout season, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, I a agree. team that's going in the opposite direction, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> in my opinion, the transition, in my opinion <laughs> they're going for yeah. Victor. I mean, listen, yeah. man, yeah. when you look at, I, I mean, what a disaster mm-hmm. you, you have in, in Charlotte right now. I mean, first of all, um, bringing back Steve Clifford uh, when he was your when he was your coach a few years ago didn't really see much success under Steve Clifford. The guy's not a bad head coach, but like, I mean, guys, can we be honest about it? He's not an inspiring head coach either. I mean, he was in that he was in Orlando those couple years where they were like an eighth seed in the playoffs, and like they. Generally, he gets guys to play hard, but for the most part, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a cheap head coach hire, for lack of better terms. They still kind of have to fill out their roster. Uh, Miles Bridges could be in prison. Uh, I, 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 I don't really know if his if he's ever going to have an NBA career again. Um, and now, a guy that you were supposed to have paired with LaMelo for years to come is just gone off the roster. Um, this team's going to blow chunks this year. Yeah. A really <laughs> like, bad I, I, like they're going to blow chunks this year. And like the only thing that can really put them in the play in is if LaMelo really takes like a, a jaw or Luca like leap in his third year. But guys, as much as I like LaMelo as a prospect, I don't think he's that guy. I think he's a guy that's like going to be like a solid all-star throughout his career, but like won't ever win a championship. 
So that's just my sense. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, this yeah. summer sucked. It sucked. It was, yeah, it, it was, it was the worst summer they could have possibly had. Um, yep. I agree with you. Losing Bridges was man. It, it's it sucks because he's a Michigan guy. We, we love him. And, Spartan, but holy smokes! And, and I you can't I feel even like, blame. I mean, like that's not even criticizing Charlotte. No, like that. Like no. that's if anything, like good on them for not signing that contract. Like right, but even like a guy like Gordon Hayward won't impact your team in any right. level with, with the depth that we have, and <laughs> certainly kinda, uh, Mace uh, Plumley won't either. You're kind so. of in a situation where like you truly can make an argument that their best bet is to try and like ship off some of their pieces. Like you know, like like for example, specifically, I look at a guy like Terry Rozier. Like, can you mm-hmm. get? Can you see if you can if get some form of value? for him on the open market. What would a team possibly do? Or like, what could they possibly get out of a Gordon Hayward trade for like a, for like a one year rental? You know what I mean? Like certain things like that. I, I just wonder what kind of moves they can make, but I mean, I, there's nothing Charlotte's going to do in my opinion. That's going to salvage your season. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be terrible. I I think like absolutely terrible. Houston Rockets. If you want my honest opinion, I think they got better, but I'm put them right on the verge of I think they're I, I don't think they're good enough. I think I think if they had Paulo, I think the outlook for this year would be different. However, uh I think Jabari Smith Jr. kind of showed where he's at in his stage of his development. And I think he's gonna need some time to really uh get used to the NBA game. I think they still don't have that natural playmaker. And so I so with that, I still think they're gonna have a lot of things to figure out. However, I, I like their outlook going forward, but for now, I still think they're going to be in the lottery. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, any, I, any I would, disagreements I, on that? No, no. And Jalen Green hasn't showed yet. Not saying he won't, um, but to be able to, you know, do everything for your, right. your team and, and lead them into a possible play-in. Uh, they have a young backcourt too. Um, which again isn't really like they're both shoot first guys that like, Kevin Porter Jr. can pass, but they're going to be high ball usage rate guys. It's a it's a weird situation in Houston. I don't really like their head coach either. Um, I think they'll still be bottom of the West, unfortunately yeah. for them. Yeah, well, fair. kind of fortunately if you end up getting a good player. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I can imagine if the, imagine if that Houston team gets the number one pick. And then get to go at Victor. Just looking bright. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a freaking jackpot right there. So yes, sir. I mean, so just keep playing that lottery game for them. No reason not to. The Miami Heat. First team in the high seed. That's where I'm for the East. For the East. That's exactly Absolutely. that is exactly where I would put them. I would go of this. I I'd go right here. I'd put them honestly. I was gonna say yeah. I like Denver over Miami. Yeah, honestly, listen, man. As good as this team was last year, and as much as they pushed Boston, they lost P.J. Tucker. They don't have the trade packages to go get a star. No. They're going to be a second-round team this year, mm-hmm. if that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like, this, to me, feels like an Atlanta Hawks of a decade ago where, like, they could end up towards the top of the East, and you're like, cool. What are you going to do in the playoffs? Absolutely okay. nothing. Mm-hmm. So, it feels like and a good I- place and I love Jimmy, but you need he needs help. And I love Bam, but unless they add add Donovan Mitchell, yeah, they're still a high seed. With I don't think they'll make it to the NBA Finals. So yeah, 
Perfect place now, for him, Husty. Are you guys ready for my most controversial one yet, perhaps, for you guys? Ooh, yeah, I can't wait. I think the Bulls are at the bottom of mid teetering on playing. I think I, I first of all, here's one piece. We still don't know when Lonzo's coming back. We we have no clue about his knee. Apparently, uh he's had setbacks in his rehab. Still don't have a timetable for return. So that's not great. Zach Levine signed his contract, which is great. Uh, but if you're if you're really gonna try to push and and uh and get DeMar DeRozan to play like that again, you're gonna be far closer to the play in than you're gonna be in the in the top of the Eastern Conference. But in addition, the way the season went to end the year, that team was way different the second half than they were the first half. And the team that, that they were in the second half was not nearly as promising. So um, I, to me, I agree. Yeah, yeah. to me, they're just like the they're the they're the essence of mid. I could see a world where they could be a fourth seed, but like to me, the fifth or sixth seed, perhaps even seventh seed, feels like it's calling their name to me. I would still have them above Cleveland, in my opinion. But for every reason you said, I mean, they had such That's a fair. bad end to their regular season. And to play that Milwaukee team in the first round and to get bounced like they did, um, I don't think that's extremely controversial, Sean. I, I'm that, and if, and, that and if losing Alex Caruso for as long as they did is that detrimental to your season, I would argue that's a problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Jeff, any, any, uh, any opposition on that? No, Troy kind of hit it on the head. I, th I think I agree with everything you guys said. I just also would put them uh, above Cleveland just because they have more proven talent. Not to say Mobley can't take a giant step next year. I just like DeMar, Vucevic. If healthy, I like their roster, but yeah, they're their definition of mid. Like they're, they're right around all those teams, Atlanta, every one of them in the East. So put them Yep, there. I agree with that. The Nets. The hardest team to predict. Yeah, by far the let's, hardest. Let's let's put them let's put them towards the end. Let's do the Pistons before them, and I think from there, just based on where we're seeing the rest of the league, we'll predict on where we could see Brooklyn being based on where they're at with like the trade situation. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's come back to that one because I think there's more interesting conversations to have. Now the Thunder. Uh, I think they're going to be good this year. I think they're yeah. going to be fun. I still think they're going to be on the low end of, of the lottery, high end, like like low end of the play-in, high end of the lottery. I think uh, they'll get like another mid. In the West. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll get like another like top seven or top eight pick to add to their repertoire, and then they'll have like another nine picks in the first round. So they'll just have the back half of the lottery. But no, like I I, I think. I think they'll be good, but I mean, you know, again, I just think they 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 still have a lot more work to do to to get to the play in and and quite frankly, I think they'll do what the Thunder do every year, which is shut down Shea two thirds of the way, shut down Giddy three fourths of the way, and then shut down Chet before the final month, <laughs> because that's what Oklahoma City does. They just they they eventually put their their uh, G League roster out there for all of us to watch. So. And all in favor, say aye. All opposed, say nay. Aye. <laughs> all right. Another one I think will be pretty easy. Yeah. These next two, like, yeah. yeah, we don't even need to talk Ooh. about it. Like, 
I, yeah, I think I think I'd go that. I think I would go that. Okay, I mean, I, I I agree, but I I, would I think the contenders. Play. I as, as far as the contenders goes, like I, I'm I'm solely I'm putting Golden State. I'm not putting them above Philly. To me, like these are the number one teams in each conference. Sure, like the number sure, one sure. team, the East, and the number one team, the West, until proven otherwise. Yeah. Is that fair and to I say? Tell you, I never thought of that finals matchup, but I, oh my goodness, would that be a, a fun NBA finals? Oh, Bucks, Bucks Warriors would be phenomenal. Seth yeah. versus Giannis, dude. Yeah. Oh my lord, we we that would be unreal. Uh, but Jeff, are you are you an opposing of that at all? Do you think that's no, a, not where they're ranked. ranked? Maybe you can make an argument they're better than Philly, but honestly, it doesn't matter. Like they're, they're all they're all contenders. So no, I, I have no argument here. I like yeah, I, I'm go- I'm going solely based off of on paper, right? Yeah, now. that's true. That's true. And I think I, I think my thing is is you know I I have my concerns with Boston, and I think some of it is you know like that some of the health that they faced throughout the fight, like throughout their playoff run. I kind of you know wonder what's going to happen with a with a with a healthy Eastern Conference this year, specifically like what happens if Drew Holiday is available. Like do the do the Boston Celtics still move on? I don't know, but. Uh, I mean, they're still great. They could still get to the finals, but to me, that's just where they belong right now. It just, if I were to rank it right now, based off of where they should be, that's, that's what I see. But the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> now, this might be, we might have different answers for this one. It'll I don't think we do. I, so I would go mid because I think, that if LeBron and Anthony Davis are on the court more than they were than than last year, they're automatically better than they were. I think they're at the very least with what we've seen, even with Anthony Davis's health the year before, they still made it to the play-in. Mm-hmm. So like, like a LeBron James-led team should inherently be a playoff team, right? However, sure. even even if they make a move, like the fifth seed to me is their ceiling. Like I think six or seventh seed somewhere in there is kind of more likely where they're going to end up. I don't see Anthony Davis being on the court the entire season. I'm not buying into all this hype that people are buying into, especially when you hear reports that Anthony Davis hasn't touched a basketball for three months uh, at the beginning of the summer again. So, I mean, listen, man, I, I guess I, I guess I'm not buying Anthony Davis stock until I see otherwise. So, but what I'm are you even going to go a step below. I'm going to go play in. I, I just feel like a seventh or eighth seed is their ceiling, to be honest, not a fifth. Um, we just haven't seen this roster do it yet. Now we've seen a, a, a LeBron James, Anthony Davis team win a finals, but that was two years ago. But I feel like a guy like Westbrook, theoretically on paper, should make your team better. But it's making it worse because because you got to facilitate the ball and touches and uh, egos. I I can't I see a seventh seat as their ceiling. Can't yeah. do it. can't do mid. I listen. It, I disagree. I I think they're a mid uh, because of what Sean said. But on top of that, guys, they added Lonnie Walker and Thomas Bryant, like two guys that I I like a lot. I, I think you need more depth in L.A. And not only that, if you can just keep like you said, Sean Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the court. 
And I get the disaster it was with Russell Westbrook, but now it's the second year. Like you're hoping something clicks. I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to be contenders, but I think they're good enough to at least win, you know, somewhere between like all the rest of these teams in the West near, near that mid range. So uh, I'm going mid. I'm just, to me, it was the fact that he went, but guys, they added Lonnie Walker and yeah. Thomas. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I like those pieces. I, I don't know what you guys yeah, are talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, they're good pieces. They're but both like, double digit scores. Like, they're, I like they're that. Better, they're better role players than what they had last year, mm-hmm. just inherently. I know Carmelo's still kind of figuring out what the heck he wants to do. I don't think he's coming back to the Lakers. Um, you know, I, I, the, the Kyrie situation is all but not happening. Really the best chance that they have to improve their roster before this season is to make that trade with the Pacers and go get miles Turner and, uh, and buddy healed, which they should have gotten buddy healed a year ago. But, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that I think they're mid and I think they're more up here. I just think for me, I think the reasoning's more with the star power that they have. I don't really know if I'm, you know, I, I'm still not confident in the roster that they have around them. To me, it just hasn't changed. It's just the one thing that, like, I just can't picture LeBron being worse. And, like, I just right. can't picture LeBron missing the playoffs two years in a row. And I can't, and I, and even with Anthony Davis, even with some of the doubt I have, you got to think he's going to at least be more available next year. You got to think he's going to at least be more motivated going into next season right and, and i talked i used lonnie walker and thomas bryant like if you if you have this team who's in the play-in without those guys and you had a guy in lonnie walker who gave you 12 points last year a game and then you add thomas bryant who when he was healthy is a 14 and 8 guy like i think those pieces also help them a little bit um they doesn't it doesn't propel them to contender right. status but right. if you're a ninth seed i think they can jump to a sixth seed you know i mean it's a little better so they're still yeah, it's just when you when you get to like what like like how many how players actually like like win shares and win equity and all that kind of stuff, it's hard to actually predict how many wins a player adds to their team. Right. So, you know, as far as going from an you know, it's just tough. But um, you know, I, I certainly to your point, they're deeper for sure. And I have more yeah. faith in guys like, like Lonnie Walker than I do in Trevor Ariza. But on the other hand, they did also lose Malik Monk this offseason, which was yeah. a big piece for them. Uh, you know, like it felt like a lot of times when their offense couldn't get going, he was a guy that could come in and play a lot of minutes. And you're still going to be asking Stanley Johnson to play a lot of key minutes for you next year. So anytime, anytime you're in that situation, is it fair to say that they're at the bottom of mid? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they're better than New Orleans. I still have them playing, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I put them bottom mid, to, like because if they were in the play-in, I think they'd be somewhere. Somewhere yeah. around here, but I and mean, I, I think they have more talent than those teams, so yeah. that's probably why I would go mid. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Now the Magic, I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna put them in here. I think Paulo's gonna be solid. I like I like the roster that they have building, but they feel like they still they they're they're gonna still want to go get some t- some guys to put around Paulo in the draft next year. So I don't see them in a world where they're gonna be near the play in, in my opinion. But they're going to be good. They'll be fun to watch. But they're still going to be one of the bottom teams in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-eight down, two to go. You guys agree with that placing? You guys go with where the Magic are? Yeah, and, and yes, I agree with you. And it'll lead to other. Oh, go on, and it, it all makes sense when we talk about this next team. Now the Detroit Pistons. I 
Now, if, if, if I were to say how I would do the rest of this list, this is how I would do it. I'd go Pistons here. I'd go Jazz here. I'd go, ne I'd go Nets up here. And the reason why I do it that way, I think the Pistons can very much be in the play-in picture. I think they're a team that's very solid in the Eastern Conference. I just realized, I know the play-in's eight teams, so like maybe if you want to keep the Jazz up here, just for your guys' sake, fine. Just for math, we can. However, I mean, I, I think the Pistons are going to be teetering on the play-in. I think they're on the verge of being in that mix. And I believe in them, man. I really do. I think Cade is going to take a leap. I think what we've talked about with this team, I think this is ideally where they want to be. Now, ultimately, if they're still in a position where they could be in the lottery, like that still puts them around like seventh, eighth pick. So it's not a terrible place to be, but I think they'll still be competitive. Can, can I propose, before you answer, Troy, this is what I struggle with because we're – right on about the same timeline as the now i don't know about the future but right now with the core they're building you have the magic the rockets and the thunder couldn't i make an argument that uh, like and i love Cade, and maybe he's the reason why they propel into a playing tournament but correct me if i'm wrong the west is worse than the right. east and if we have it these is. teams in the in going for victor in the west we, I mean, the Pistons, they might strike gold and win more games and make the play-in, but this isn't teetering. Are they making the play-in or not? It's a decision you have to make. I'm going to say they won't, That's although they fair. could, although they could. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to be a hater, but it's just tough for me to say Oakland. Like, I love the Thunder, too. Like, I really love what they're building, and the West is a little bit worse. So, but Jeff, can I ask you a question? Would you rank up? the Utah Jazz today above the Detroit Pistons? No. <laughs> no. I wouldn't. I would not do that. You don't. Don't make. Don't. Don't spin my jazz take back on me because I will not do that. No. No, They're, because you guys were so adamant and hell bent. What they played in the was West. a freaking dynasty. They play in the West. It had to be in the play. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. No, Sean. Sean. Jeff's right. The West. We're talking about the West yeah, versus the East. The East is like nine deep. I mean, it's tough to make a real. Uh, like the Knicks are in the play in, and the Knicks are, I think, a little ahead of where the the Pistons are. So is like, this how you would have it then? I mean, I think they're better than some of those playing teams, but I think they're, yeah, they, they're, they're, I don't know. I hate the word going for Victor. See, now it comes back to the Pistons. It's like we're tanking, but I could see them missing the plan. I could. They could win 30 games and still miss the play. So you could see them being a, a low lottery, hot, you know, like, 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 you know, like low lottery, yeah. just out of the play in. Like that's kind of where you see them at when it's all could be. Yes. Done. Uh, yes. I could see that. Now, now but who, Jeff who knows? Cade could take a jump and be an immediate superstar in this team to play in. But just from what I've seen with the rest, of, I'm trying to make comparisons with other cores. So, yes, I'm going there. I think they're better than a lot of those teams. I think they're better than the Pacers. But they still kind of are in that in that range. Now, Jeff, I mean, now, Troy, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah. You see, I put them better than Washington like you, Sean. But I think the hard part is I don't think the direction or the culture that we're trying to build is a 13th pick in the draft because that's really what we'd be picking. You, you mentioned – 
seventh or eighth seed or seventh or eighth um, pick in the draft. No, if we're going on this timeline, we're a 12th or 13th pick in the draft. And I just don't right. see Troy Weaver preaching that to the team. I don't see Dwayne Casey. Well, I see us going for goal. a play in as well. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying, but it's like, you know, we could miss, we could just miss that and still be in like within like the top 10 of the draft. Like that's not unforeseen. Sure. Sure. I, I have them better than the wizard. So Sean, I, I just, as much as Jeff has amazing points, I, 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 and maybe this is just my, my bias, but I do have them better than Washington and Utah. Therefore I have them on a playing team. Yeah, that's fair. How about understandably? Yeah, it is understandable. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We got to wait for the season to come. I'm not, and that's not me. I'm just being, I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be un. Uh, yeah. looking at it from a, a 400 foot Shut view, not saying you guys aren't, I'm just saying, I'm trying to be devil's advocate, if you will. Like I'm trying to provide another point of this. Cause we can all sit here and gas up the Pistons. That would be the easy thing to do. I could sit here and say, well, Jaden Ivey's going to be dynamic in his rookie year. And Sadiq Bay is going to take that next step. And Kate is going to be a top five NBA player this year. I, I just, just don't, it's too much for, to go right. I, it it yeah. really is. That's fair. It's just the fact that Troy caught me sneakily put the jazz right down. You're changing the election results, Sean. What are you doing? This is going to suck, man. Their roster's so bad. Like, do you understand what they're putting out there to compete in the Western Conference this next year? Can I read you this roster? Akil Alexander Walker. So so our fans. Leon Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell. Great. Udoka Azabuke. Malik Beasley, Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, and it just gets to mid, 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 mid from there. Like it's all rookies or like freaking undrafted. It's it's such a bum roster, man. I don't get it, but I mean, okay, I guess. Here we go. It's <laughs> oh, where they belong. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but all right. So the way we have the list right now, if we were to look at it like this, if we're putting like the pistons like right on this edge right here, because I'm with you, I'm with you, Jeff. I think I would put them either kind of like at the at they're, this they're like, in the between. I think yeah. I like them where you have them. Like they're yeah, they're right to me, there. this is like down here is like the this is not definitive. This is kind of on the edge. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So these teams are over here. Like to me, it's like you can make a case like the Spurs are definitely tanking. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Jazz, yeah. like I could see your argument for how they could still like if Donovan Mitchell's awesome this year, how they could overcome. To me, they're still going to be in the Victor Wembanyama camp, but that's just me. But overall, looking at the way that we have it right now, are we good to lock it in? Is this our tier going into the season that we're predicting? Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, so to recap, we have the contenders as, which is interesting that we have more contenders than high seeds, by the way. Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting how that ended up. Tells you how deep deep the NBA is, by the way. It's stacked, man. A lot of good teams. Yeah, and you could make an argument that this team could be up here as well. You could make that argument. argument. After they (laughs) lost by 50 to Luka in the playoffs, I didn't make that (laughs) argument, but... uh, (laughs) So we got <laughs> so in the contenders, we have the Milwaukee Bucks, the Golden State Warriors, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, and the Memphis Grizzlies. In the high seeds, we have the Clippers, the Suns, the, the, the Nuggets, and the Heat. In the mid-tier, we got 
the we got the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, the Hawks, the Pelicans, the Bulls, the Cavs, and the Lakers. In the play-in tier, we got the we got the Nets, the Raptors, the Trailblazers, the Knicks, the Kings, the Wizards, and the Pistons. And then going for Victor (parentheses) Wembenyama, we got we got the Spurs, the Hornets, <laughs> the Pacers, the Magic, the Rockets, the Thunder, and the Jazz. Guys, how are we feeling about this list? I, I look forward to screenshotting this uh, on Wednesday and, and and retweeting it and asking Pistons fan community what they think of our tier because I I think the the subscribers we got the following we have on Twitter I could see this uh, list trending um, and at least in Pistons community of of disagree or, di- or agree I think we're gonna have a lot of haters and I think we're gonna have a lot of supporters with this list I really do overall I feel like this is a pretty down the middle objective fair list. Jeff, where do you land with where we're at right now? How do you feel about this list? Um, I, I I don't mind it because people have to think, too, we're, we're all compromising. Like, this is collectively what we think, although I might like the Clippers and, you, you know, d- different people. Like, you might feel higher on the Grizzlies than I am. We all compromise. This is what we've came up with. Right. So I'm confident with it. I like it. As a um, group, as a group collective yeah. prediction, I'm pretty happy on this. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I like this list. Yeah. Now, I will say – I'd put the Jazz more towards the Spurs on the going for Victor, but that's a I yeah. Mean, we, like you said, are you are you ranking the because we forgot to rank the Victor? I guess they're all just bottom tier teams because like so, the Spurs technically are the best out so, of all. Yeah, so teams. to me, like we, we can really go down the semantics if you want of like where but they just rank. Throw them in a pit. Yeah, but to me, if I were to rank it, to, like I kind of was doing that all. So to me, if I were to go like the worst teams in the league, I'd go with the Spurs to start. Maybe you could shift the Pacers here. I think I think the Hornets and these guys will kind of be similar. I think you could make the argument that Houston maybe be really bad as well. Maybe like kind of hover I, I around Pacers there. Pacers better than Hornets. Yeah, I, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It's it's tough though because on the other hand, at least at least the Hornets have that star caliber player in Lamelo, sure. right? I mean, you- like they have Tyrese Halliburton, which is solid, but like they just don't have star power. Black and you're going, Indiana. you're going right to left. So well, no, so I, I'm going. The Spurs I'm, are the worst team, like there. I that's think. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. So like, so like, so like, as far as how I had it here, so like the contenders, like this is the best of like what they're going for. So mm-hmm. like this is like the top of the contenders. This is the top of the tanking teams. Like this is like the team that's primed gotcha. going for victory. Gotcha. You know, theoretically, saying? this is our mock draft for 2023 as far as first pick to seventh pick, right? Yep. We could say that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. I think it's pretty solid. What do you think of our ranking? Let us know in the comment section down below. Now, no, now I know that normally Troy, we normally go down from Mount Rushmore to end this episode. However, this one, I was expecting this to be a shorter one, and we went an <laughs> hour and a half. So holy, <laughs> but guys, I thought this was really fun. I think this is a good exercise, and I think what we should do is not put me as the only person in the video, but also, <laughs> uh, but in addition, I think what we should do is at the end of the season, I think we should go back and revisit this around the playoff yeah, time and uh, look at where we had teams and where that actually ended up and see how we right. feel. Uh, man, because, were we wrong, and man, were we right on some of them? I assume is going to be. Oh, oh yeah. About, so. I mean, I think overall, I'm pretty happy with where this was. I, mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to look pretty, pretty resembling to like where we actually think teams will be. But Definitely. the only way you're going to find out is by tuning in each and every week because this is from Half Court, where each and every week we do talk all things 
NBA basketball. If you liked this episode, you like this a little bit of a different concept we did, be sure you like this video, subscribe. Also, be sure that you're following and subscribing all to, to all these guys on Twitter and on YouTube and on everything they're doing with Jeff with the Jeff Gentry Show, also on his Twitter as well. And then you got my Troy, my guy Troy at Troy Sergi 44 on Twitter. And then myself at Sean App Court. That's going to do it today, folks. So we thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys next time from Half Court. Be sure to subscribe.